Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Even as I was preparing for today's service and today's message, I felt the Holy Spirit say that I'm going to interrupt you. And, and in a good way. God wants to interrupt our lives because many times when we're not careful, uh, we can become used to religion. Uh, we can become used to a way of doing church. We can become used to a certain style of Christianity that God never intended for us to experience. Many times we think that we're pleasing God, but we are actually domesticating uh, what God wants to do. And we're basically outlining for Him, God, touch this, don't touch that. But today, I really feel that God wants to interrupt. Even as I'm standing here, I'm looking at this, you know, I feel interrupted in a good way. Somebody turn to your neighbor and says, interrupted in a good way. God wants to interrupt you. The Holy Spirit wants to interrupt you. Even this morning as I'm standing here in front of you wanting to preach, I'm interrupted by the reminder of the Holy Spirit that I am preaching here, standing here, not on my own authority. If not for the spilled blood of Jesus, I have no right to stand anywhere, let alone here in front. And so I come before you uh, today uh, uh, just, you know, uh, letting you know that God wants to do something. So, so if you're expecting uh, today to be, give me my, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, my, my message and my side of four worship songs, then, then I apologize. This might not be the Sunday that God has in store for you. But in a way, I'm glad because that's not a good Sunday anyway. Uh, we want a day of worship, a day of Sabbath, a day set aside to praise God and to just receive from Him. Amen? And also, even uh, before I, I go on to, to even uh, uh, preach God's Word today, uh, before we go on to talk about Jesus, let's talk to Jesus. Amen? Shall you join me to pray? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your interruption. I thank you that today, even as we took communion, even that itself, Lord, may we never grow desensitized to the price that you paid for us. Thank you, Lord, for taking away all of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for covering us with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken so that we can receive healing. Thank you for dying so that we can live. Thank you for raising again so that we can live forevermore. So God, as we open up your word, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Speak to us. Lord, we are not here for entertainment or for more information. We desire the most inner transformation for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to give you the title in a while, but we're going to read some scripture first. Is that okay? Would you turn with me to John chapter 14? And we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 18. And we're going to read, and we're going to allow God's word to speak to us, but we're also going to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt us. Amen. Every time you do your devotional quiet time, don't just read the Bible and, and tick it off your to-do list for the day, but say, God, as I read your word, interrupt my reading. Amen. If you begin to pray that every time you do your quiet time, I guarantee you, your relationship with God will become stronger and, and you will grow tighter and, 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 and there will be so much more testimony and breakthrough in your life because the, the, the word has come alive. Amen. And so, John chapter 14, verse 1 to 18, we're going to read, it says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You... Believe in God. Believe also in me. I'm going to pause right there right now because I already feel the interruption of God. Let not your heart be troubled. Am I speaking to some troubled people here today? Maybe you walked in here and there's some trouble. There's some fear. There's some anxiety. There's some, something, some trouble, some personal trouble that only you know that you are carrying. 
a problem, an emotion that only you are feeling, that you feel like nobody feels what you're feeling. But I want you to know the Word of God is speaking. This was written thousands of years ago, but today is speaking to us as if it's just written fresh off this morning. For those that are feeling troubled right now, good news. Good news. You're at the right place. You're in church. You're tuning in to the right place. You know, if you are troubled, this is the words of Jesus. Believe in God. Believe in Him. I want you to just declare that over your emotions right now. Maybe some of us here, you know, I don't know, you're, 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 you know, uh, you're at a crossroad and you, you're, you feel troubled about the future. Uh, maybe some of us here, we had a really rough week and we feel troubled by the excess baggage, the emotional baggage that we're still carrying. Friends, this morning, I want you to know God wants to set you free. Come on, come on. you got to wake up your heart and say that this is, this is the word for me. If you're feeling troubled, this is the word for you. What you need to do is not just worry for the sake of worrying because sometimes we think that that's the thing to do. And we think that, you know, sometimes we, we have this saying, right, the power of positive thinking. But do you know the fact is most of us believe in the power of negative thinking. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we actually hope that we can worry our worry away. And we, we think that maybe our worries will be afraid of our worries, you know, and then they will somehow fizzle away. Uh, but that is not how God wants to solve that situation in your life. That is not how God wants you to live. You're not meant to live constantly being troubled. And the Bible is clear. That's why Jesus says, let not. That means don't be troubled. Don't let trouble uh, uh, have permanent residence in your heart. And the only way for you to evict these emotions of trouble and anxiety and, and, and that I say depression is not necessarily more medication but more meditation on the Word of God. And it says here, believe in God. So I want to pray right now. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone here, and Lord, we're, we're not minimizing the issues of the heart. Lord, these are big issues. That's why you mentioned them. And God, right now, I, I declare, if there's anyone here, even people watching online, that if they feel trouble, a sense, a sense of dread, a, 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 a kind of like a irrational fear and worry, like a cloud hanging over their head, in the name of Jesus, we declare faith over that situation. We declare the remedy found in your word, which is to believe in God and believe in Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a renewal of our mind. Lord, whatever that is preoccupying our thoughts, I pray right now that you replace it with a revelation of who you are. That we do not need to be troubled because the Lord Jesus Christ who died and rose again is cheering us on, is praying us on, is with us in our fire, in our trouble. Would you receive that? Receive that in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Verse 2. I better go on. I won't even finish reading. I won't get to my point. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so... I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That's the God we serve. He's preparing a place for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. How many are glad that Jesus is coming back again? Amen. That where I am, there you may be also, so that we can be reunited with Him. Those of us who have a relationship with Jesus, the fact, the truth that Jesus is coming back again is something that we should look forward to, rejoice. You know, when I was growing up, you know, to be a bit cheeky, you know, before we got married and, and a bunch of my friends, usually guys, will always say, that, Lord, please don't come back before I get married, you know, because I want to enjoy the joys of, of honeymoon. Uh, and and we, we, we think that, oh, no, once Jesus comes back, you know, spoil sport, you know, don't, we can't get to enjoy the, the joys of marriage and being in a relationship. But no, it's even better. You know, you can be single, but when Jesus comes back, you'll be reunited, amen, with our Lord and Savior face to face. And that is an emotion, that is a sensation that, that no marriage, no relationship can replace. And all the single people say, 
Okay, you need to be louder. Anyway, you know, you're not convinced, I shall preach on. Uh, but you know, where I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? How many of you are, are glad for Thomas? You know, Thomas, the, the apostle, gets a bad rap. You know, he's constantly been labeled doubting Thomas. But, but, but I love Thomas because if Thomas didn't speak up, we wouldn't get the revelation that followed in verse 6 that says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wow. Thank God for Jesus, but thank God for Thomas. Thank God. So if you, if you ever feel like, you know, oh, you know, is it okay? How come my prayer life, you know, I don't feel motivated to pray. Maybe there's a new way to encourage you to pray. Why don't you find more motivation to ask? Ask, the Bible says, and you shall receive. Amen. And so maybe you got to uh, learn a thing or two about Thomas because as you ask, the Lord is good and he will give you the revelation you need. And the revelation for us this morning is I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Underline verse 6 because we'll be coming back and focusing today's teaching on this I am statement of Jesus. But let's read on. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, so we not only love the Thomases, but also the Philips in church. Amen. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? You know, don't you just love it that, that Jesus is not rebuking him, but calling him by name. Amen. There's no such thing as stupid questions with God. Amen. He knows us by name, he will answer us. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? And Jesus is trying to say that when you experience me, you experience the fullness of God. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. When you experience Jesus, you experience the Father. And that answers the age-old question, can I just worship and sing, we love you, Jesus? You know, will, will God the Father or the Holy Spirit be jealous? No, no, no. They are united in their joy and they are rejoicing in your worship because when you see Jesus and when you accept Jesus, you embrace the Father, you embrace the Holy Spirit. Amen? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now those Jesus saying that, come on, don't you, don't you get it by now that I am God in the flesh? You know, if, if you haven't seen it from the way I live, then at least the things I do, the healings, the miracles, you know, uh, all that, the love, the, the standing up for justice, that should have clued you in. Amen? And this tells us the importance of fruits in our lives. If Jesus emphasized the fruits in his life, of showing proof to God what more us amen how many of you want to bear more fruit for Jesus amen praise God more hands <laughs> and it says here most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask in my name I will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. How many of us want to claim this promise? Most assuredly, I say to you, if you believe in me, the works I do, the healing, the miracle, the sermons, the intervention, the, the deliverance, the, 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 the righteousness of God, the wisdom, all of that, you shall have and you shall do also. And Jesus adds a bonus and greater works than these you will do. Amen. How many of us here, you're looking at the world that we're living in. And, and I don't know about you, but, but throughout the whole pandemic, starting from last year, you know, I, I just uh, felt so helpless because I see so much pain and so much trouble in the world. And I felt so helpless in a way that God, I, I, if only you were here. If Jesus was walking in the pandemic, I can tell you there won't be a pandemic. 
Because, you know, everywhere he walks, healing, 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 healing. And then I, I, I meditate on this scripture and I felt so, if I can use this word, I hope you don't misunderstand, useless as a Christian. I go like, God, I don't feel like I'm living up to my fullest potential in you. Because your word says, the things you do, I will do also, and greater things. This is by no means saying that, oh, you'll get that promotion you want, you know, not, it is not promising greater material things, but it's promising greater spiritual things, you know, greater signs and wonders uh, to prove, uh, to give evidence to the preaching of the gospel. How many of you would love to do that? Amen? If we, if we have that, you know, wow, we, we can be like, hey, why do you not believe in Jesus? Okay, let me show you something. And then you lay hands and then they go like, okay, there must be a God because what I just saw, you know, defies my, 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 the logic of my expectations. And as I'm reading this, I feel even right now an interaction from the Holy Spirit. And genuinely, I know I'm not making fun or making light of the, the, the pain that a lot of us go through. A lot of us here, if we can be honest, we've, we've, we've lost loved ones uh, to situations. Or maybe there's even uh, a, a situation in our life right now. Maybe you know, definitely in this church, I know uh, we have uh, uh, parents of church members um, fighting, battling against cancer. And, and it's an it's a, it's a uphill battle, it's an uncertain battle, it's a battle, right? Uh, some, uh, uh, the, the cancer has gone into remission, uh, uh, some are still fighting it. And, but how many know that cancer is just the tip of the iceberg of the problem in this world today? Right? Uh, if, if I were to just stand here and, and name the, the, the sickness and diseases, you know, I, I think by 3 p.m. we'll still be here. And I, I really sense that God is saying to us as a church, you know, if anything at all, I believe that God has used everything that we've been through in, in the whole of last year and, and even half of this year to remind us as His church, it's time to wake up. It's time to not only wake up, but it's time to step up to our God-given purposes. And we're not meant to just have our own little religious community. The Bible says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning that the church of God, the community of faith is meant to be ever advancing. Striving against the dark forces of the world that we're living in. And with that, friends, how could we not want this? How many of you would, would, would want a, a greater bonus? Let's not even talk about signs and wonders happening yet. How many of you would, would just love to have more boldness to pray? Come on, no, no one? I'm the only one? It's okay, don't matter. I, I'll, I'll, it's okay, it's all right. It's all right. You know, I, I'll keep preaching until the, all the hands are up. But, but all of us, right? You know, I, I don't know about you. I mean, if you have a heart, if you read the news you will know that there's so much that's wrong. You know, and, and it's not just sickness and disease. There's so much that's wrong. And God is saying that, when will my people step up? First of all, they've got to wake up. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. And then turn back to him and say, step up. And God is saying to us, this is an interruption. This is not even my message, okay? This feels like a message, but it's not a message. Let's pray. How many of you want this? I want this. And then we just learn, Jesus says, that ask and I will do it. This is an invitation by Jesus to participate in the healing work of all of creation. Lord, I, with my hands lifted up, Lord, I say I am weak, but you are strong. And God, I see the world, we see the world in so much pain and destruction. And God, we must never forget that all that we see, all of creation was made by your hands. And originally you said it is good. And God, forgive us many times when we look at the world around us and we can't always say that it is good. And yet we also know, Lord, that it is not your plan for us to be a little bubble in a world that's broken and burning. But Lord, we are to go into the world, make disciples and preaching the good news that the kingdom of God is here. And so God, in the preaching of the good news, 
give us right now in the name of Jesus more boldness to pray. Lord, help us not to be too worried about the outcome of the prayer, but Lord, help us right now in the name of Jesus. Give us new courage, more courage, fierce biblical courage to pray. Give us more faith to believe. And God, your word says that if we believe in you, the works that you do, we shall do also and greater works even. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, we, uh, we do not put our eyes on the greater works, but Lord, we put our eyes and focus on doing the works of God. And so Lord, right now I pray that you would give us new boldness and give us sensitivity. Lord, from now onwards, when someone shares something with us, a problem, when we see a need, help us to not just brush it aside. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we will be more bothered by the pain and the brokenness we see in the world around us. That our hearts will break for what breaks yours. And in the name of Jesus, I declare more boldness to pray, more anointing, Lord, to carry out your works. Lord, I declare, would you use every student here as an ambassador for Christ? Would you use every young working adult here as an ambassador of Christ? Would you use us as your ambassadors into our families so that they will know of your glory? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 That's, that's not even, that's just bonus. I don't know what is that. Bonus message or interruption from God. That's not even, let's go, let's go. It says here, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Wow. On top of anointing to do his works, God will give us the helper called Holy Spirit that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. Praise God. The title for my message today is called The Purpose of Following. When you read John chapter 14, verse 6, it is not just merely a declaration by Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. How many know that Jesus knows his identity? Right? Jesus is not just here revealing his identity uh, and what he stands for, for the sake of him. He's doing it so that we can follow after him. I, I spent some time, of course, with the interruption of God, but just to read a little bit more extra, right? Uh, uh, all the extra verses, 12 extra verses after uh, verse 6 to give us some context because Jesus is saying that this is who I am. I am the way, the truth, and life. And, and, and because of this revelation, you shall do the works that I do. And the Spirit will abide in you. And so, in other words, this revelation, this I am statement by Jesus is also a, a revealing of our purpose. And I know when I say purpose, it's a word that triggers because, you know, how many of you have been there before when you were trying to figure out your purpose? And I know some of you are going like, we're still figuring it out right now. I remember when I was uh, finishing uh, A-levels and I was not really finishing. I was just in the middle of my A-levels and then came the UCAS applications. Those of you who know, you know. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh no, which university? You know, I'm just figuring out A-levels and, and now they expect me to apply to all these universities and the deadline is by this, this weekend and, and, and where should I go? I, I haven't been to the UK before. How do I even know where these places are? And long story short, I applied and ended up studying in the University of Sheffield even though I've never been to Sheffield, I still remember the first time I, uh, I arrived in Sheffield, I was terrified. You know, I actually, when I arrived in Sheffield, I calmed down. But on my way to Sheffield, as we were going through the, uh, this, this area called the Snake Pass, and all I could see was just hills and sheep, hills and sheep, and a little post office by the side of the road. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, is this, is this, what? oh, wow, I didn't sign up for this. But of course, thank God, that wasn't the case. But I remember the anguish of not knowing uh, the decisions, whether the decisions I made uh, were the right ones. How many have been there before, right? Uh, and I've, I've been there, I'm like, oh man, God, how? And in life, it, 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 it's a purpose uh, and making the right choices and, and trying to understand it all, understand our role of it all can be scary, can be daunting, and it can
can paralyze us. You know, how many of you are like me? Sometimes when I don't know what to do, I just freeze. I freeze, right? Some, some, I know some very brave people here, you go like, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And, and wow, wonderful, praise God. Uh, come and pray for me after that. But, but for me, when I don't know what to do, I, I, I freeze, I, I retreat into myself. And the, the, the fact is this, figuring out life's purpose is, is a scary thing that many times ends up freezing us. But how many know that Jesus has spelled it out for us, hey, you don't have to figure it out. I've got it figured out for you. You just need to follow. And that's why Jesus says, I am the way. Which way should I take, Lord? Jesus says, I'm the way. Which is the best way? I'm the way. I'm the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. The way, the truth, the life. Jesus says, I'm the way, so walk with me. I'm the truth, so believe in me. I'm the life, so live for me. And all the verses that we read earlier on was about living for Jesus and the type of life, spirit-filled life that he wants us to live. So if I can sum it all up, it's basically Jesus says, follow me, copy me. And so that's why the title for today's message is The, the Purpose of Following because, because now that we understand that our life's greatest goal is not necessary to, to make a million bucks, it's to follow Jesus. Amen? And nothing wrong with making a million bucks, okay? Make a million bucks and follow Jesus. Maybe I should switch that around. Follow Jesus and make a million bucks, okay? And then while you're at it, tithe. Um, you know, or, 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 or don't, uh, because technically in the New Testament, they don't tithe, they give it all. So yeah, so make more millions and give it all to Jesus, give it all to missions, amen? After a while, nobody here will ever tell me that you got a promotion. I got a promotion, but I'm not going to tell him. And so now that we know what God's purposes are, is for us, uh, I want to give us three points that can help us digest uh, what purpose is not. And hopefully you will see the contrast of, of, of what the world sometimes tells us what purpose is and what God's Word tells us what purpose is. And I hope that at the end of this, you will follow Jesus and follow His way because He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Praise God. So point number one is this. Purpose is not about the past. It is about the here and the future. The world wants us to confuse purpose with this other similar-sounding word that's called reason. Now, don't get me wrong. Purpose gives us reason, but reason is not purpose. Okay, go back, think about it, and you will get it tomorrow. The root word for, for reason, really, you know, comes from the French. It's a, it's, a, it's a French word that is raison. Raison means explanation. Please raison, please explain, right? And they actually borrowed it from Latin, which comes from the word rationem, which is where we get uh, the word rationale. And, and rationem became raison, and raison became reason. And if it wasn't confusing enough, the English language decides to borrow from the Latin again and come up with rationale. And in other words, you know, it, 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 the, the root word is, is cause. Tell me the cause of this. Tell me, explain. And, and, and many times the world, our friends, our magazine, ourselves, our family tells us that, you know, to, the, the purpose is in the past. We've got to figure out what brought you here. And some self-help books and seminars say that, you know, oh, to figure out where you're going next, you've got to figure out what brought you here. And on the surface, that sounds intelligent, but that's not what God's plan is. Because when you look at Jesus' says, I am the way, the truth, and life, there's nothing mentioned there about your past. And Jesus is saying that regardless of your past, I am the way. Regardless of your past, I am the life. Regardless of the truth of your past, I am the truth. So forget your past and follow me. And, and many times we've got to understand this, because otherwise we'll get confused, right? We end up being people that gaze down on navels all the time, self-doubting, wondering. You know, every now and then I still talk to students in their final year of university, and then they still say, I'm not even sure if I'm in the right course. And it's, you know, as a pastor, I can't say this, but sometimes I 
feel like telling them, so what? You're here, finish it. You know? But then again, that's like what Jesus tells us. Doesn't matter if you made the wrong decision. Right now, follow me. Follow me. Amen? And so, the, the God's purposes is in following Him and it's about the here and the future. Look at everything. Jesus says, in, in, no greater things you shall do. What's that? Future. Uh, what is He saying? I am present. So He's saying that focus on the present. Focus on the journey. Focus on the future. Focus on the Spirit that will be sent in my name that will dwell with you and be in you. Focus on me. And so it doesn't matter what brought you here. That is not the purpose and that is not your purpose. And maybe some of us, because we, our, our past, our family past is so tragic and so abusive that we can think that we are stuck in some sort of cycle that we cannot break out of. Or because my, my parents divorced, I'm going to get divorced. Or because my father's an addict, I'm going to be an addict. Uh, because cancer runs in my family, uh, it's going to run in, in, in my life and my future generation. Come on, how many of you have, have heard people talk like that? And, and, and God is saying that, that's not my purpose for you. It's not about your past. Your medical past history, your life past history, your education past, it's not about all that. It's about the here and the future. It's about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. If, if, if you agree with this, somebody say a good amen. Amen? The second point that we need to understand about what purpose is and is not is this. Purpose is not about finding yourself. It's about finding God. A lot of us, we have friends. What are you doing? I'm taking a gap year. I need to find myself. Come on, you know? Some of you are not laughing because that, that's you. That's you. That's why you'd be like, I don't have a friend. I am that friend. Right? Some of you go, I need to find myself. I don't know who I am. Oh, I need to... And, and, and don't get me wrong. Identity is, is, is important, but identity is not purpose. And, and your purpose is not to figure out your identity. Your purpose is to discover God. You know, you know in, in, uh, in, in the Alpha course, and we're doing Alpha online, they gave a very good example, which I just love, so I'm just going to borrow it and just give them credit. Um, basically, it says this, right? Um, you know, if I bake you a cake, right, uh, uh, and, and I just deliver the cake to your doorstep, no notes attached, uh, you can eat the cake, and through the process of eating, you can discover what the cake tastes like. You can even discover what the cake is made of because you can figure out the ingredients. Mmm, chocolate. Mmm, some vanilla. Mmm, banana. You know, and uh, you, know, you, you can do all that. You, and if it's a particular style of cake, let's say it's like a, what's that fancy cheesecake? Basque cheesecake? Am I saying it correct? Uh, and, and, and you can even look at that and you can go like, oh, from my perception, I can discover how it was made. It was baked. It's a cheesecake that's been baked. I know, sounds dumb, but, but eh, no, and, and nothing dumb about the cake. It's delicious. I'm just saying that it sounds dumb when I say it, like, duh, all cakes are baked. Anyway, uh, so, you know, you can, you can do all that, but until you meet the baker uh, or until you met the person who delivered the cake, you won't understand the why. And, and a big part of purpose is discovering the why, but only when you know the who can the why be answered. And many times you are running around trying to understand or trying to figure out what should I do with my life? How should I pursue that dream? Where should I work? Which job should I take? All the W slash H questions and, 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 and hoping that all of that will help you answer the why but it's in, answering, it's in finding the who that you know the why. Right? If somebody sends you a, a text message, right? Uh, until you know who it is you're talking to, uh, you, you, you might get the wrong message. You know? And so, e e even last week, um, uh, Rora's dad, uh, you know, uh, uh, Martin Chow, we, we call him El uh, Elder Martin, Honorary Elder of uh, X Church UK. And I, great man, love him. And, uh, you know, every time he texts me and go like, oh, can we meet up? Can we talk? 
Uh, I don't know why, but you know, it's something I need to work on. Instinctively, I feel like I've just been called to the principal's office. And then maybe to a certain extent, I, I understand now how all of you feel when you get a text message from me, you know? And sometimes I'll be like, hey, happy birthday! And they'd be like, why? <laughs> and, and, and so every time he go like, let's, uh, are you, f-? And, he, and he goes like, are you free this Wednesday? And I go like, um, why, am I in trouble? Um, and I'll be like, uh, what kind of conversation are we having so that I can, and he says, and you can choose a place. I'll be like, what, what kind of conversations are we having so that I know the right place to choose? Like, you know, if you're going to com- uh, confront me about my, my sin, let me choose a private place, you know, so that I don't get embarrassed. Uh, uh, uh. And then he goes, oh, no, 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 it's just a catch-up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, or so he says. Anyway, <laughs> but you see, when you don't know the who, or we don't have a relationship with the who, you will be guessing even when the message is, is pleasant and, and it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? And so even a how are you from an unknown number can be scary, right? If you're suddenly going like, how are you? Who's this? You know, where are you now? Oh, who's this? You know, uh, but if you go like, oh, you know, it's my friend. Okay, fine. You know, I can answer it. So who? Amen? Purpose is not about finding yourself. The world says you got to find yourself, find yourself. And not only find yourself, the world now uses another, another word that can be very deceiving. It says, find your truth. Find your truth. Right? In other words, we're living in a, almost like a postmodern world that basically says that truth is something that's negotiable and everyone has their own narrative or story to tell and therefore everyone has their truth that they must speak to power. In other words, speak it unashamedly. And Jesus is saying that, no, truth is not subjective. It, there's only one truth, and Jesus is the truth. The truth is we are loved by God. The truth is we are created by God. The truth is that Jesus died for us. The truth is our value is not determined by our performance or what people say about us. The truth is that God feels that we are to die for. And He sent His Son. And not only that, God feels... And the truth is this, that we are worth hanging out with. That's why the Holy Spirit says, I will dwell with you and I will be in you. And, and, and that's the truth. That's the truth, friends. And so we don't have to figure out our truth to find our purpose. We just got to follow God's truth and live out our purpose. Amen? And, and let that truth that you are loved by God, beautifully, wonderfully created by Him, forgiven, crafted for a purpose, let that truth set you free. Let the truth that even though we will make mistakes, God is there to help us work through our problems. The Bible says if you confess your sins to Him, He is faithful and just and He will forgive you. That's the truth. The truth is, God is not angry. The truth is, God's madly, deeply in love with you. And the truth is, He sent His Son to die for us. And the truth is, He rose again. And that's why we sing and that's why we celebrate. And the truth is, He's worth living for and He is worth surrendering our lives to. He is worth giving and surrendering everything to. That's the truth. Amen. So point number one again, purpose is not about the past. Forget your past. Tell your number, forget the past. It's about the here, now, and future. Point number two, purpose is not about finding yourself. It's about finding God. Amen? Amen? When you, only the who can tell you the why, the what, the how, the which, and the where. Point number three, purpose is not about what you should do, it's about what God wants to do. A lot of times you think that, oh, when I figure out my passion, I will figure out my purpose. What I'm passionate about will be the thing that I'm about. But God is saying that, no, be what I am about. And I am the way, the truth, and the life. When you do, oh, aren't you glad that God has, has you know, prepared it for us? You know, growing up in Asia, we always get this, uh, 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 I would say, this tough love slash motivation from our Asian parents. You know, Pastor Kat gets it a lot. Um, and she shared it with me a few times. She said that her, her dad, you know, my, my precious father-in-law, if you're watching this, dad, I love you. Uh, he, my father-in-law would tell Kat, hey, 
you better study hard. Because I'm, I'm not a rich man with an own company that you can drop out from high school and just take over. I have no company that can be given to you as inheritance. Because, you know, Pastor Cat uh, happened to be studying in a school where there was a lot of rich folks. And, uh, and a lot of them, what they do is that, you know, it, it, you know a result is subjective. They just need a paper qualification because they end up working for their father and their father's house, right? Uh, and uh, while we might not be able to have that in our day-to-day job, but we have that spiritually speaking. And how many of you are glad that when it comes to the spiritual purposes and the long-term purposes of life, and therefore my legacy I don't have to worry about building it from scratch. I can just follow after God because it's not about what I'm supposed to do. It's about what God wants to do. And my purpose is doing what God wants to do in me and through me. Amen? You know, that's why, you know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. And it goes on to say that, you know, just like how the, you know, people have seen me and they will see God. It's just as good as, as, as seeing God. One day, Jesus is saying to his disciples, they will say that about you. When they see you and the works that you do, it will be as if that they have seen me and by default see God and the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, how many of you are glad that when it comes to figuring, you know, what, what in other words, it also gives us freedom uh, uh, to uh, pursue our dreams and still not miss out on the purposes of God. If, in other words, what I'm saying is this, if our purpose is not tied to a specific time, place, and location, and task, and tied to a who, then no matter what we are doing, as long as we are in tune and in sync with the who, we are not missing out our purpose. Is that liberating? It means this, if, if, you, if you want to be a lawyer, God can use you. The question is, would you allow God to use you? Because as you, as you practice your law, God will begin to whisper how you ought to practice. Amen? Because it's not just about God using you as a lawyer. You know, stop thinking of the big stage. You know, we have some uh, law students in church. Stop thinking that the moment God uses you, it's, it's in court. And you're there representing your, 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 your client and then you go like, I don't agree with this, but your honour, objection. You know, like, that, that's, it's, it's not, I mean, God can use you don't, like that. Don't get me wrong. But God can also use you when you're there in your office and there's gossip going on and then you have a choice to either participate in the gossip or stomp out the gossip and the Holy Spirit says I am the truth I do not deal in false truths half truths and you know individual truths I deal with the truth I'm about integrity, I'm about justice. Don't think justice starts at uh, uh, the swearing in of the Bible in the, the, the court proceeding justice as, as for the law students. Maybe there's an interruption for God. I'm not trying to single you out, but I'm just saying it and hopefully this will set you free. It starts in the office. Some of us here, you know, you're, you're studying. We, we, I'm, I'm, today, this morning, I just got a revelation that, wow, we've got, we got a lot of scientists in church. And I love the fact I love the fact that we can show that, hey, you know, science and, and our faith doesn't clash. It complements each other because we've got PhD students galore, master's students galore, you know, uh, 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 physicists galore, and uh, galore, galore. And, uh, you know, we, we have brilliant people, brilliant people. But how we know that, you know, your, God can use you even though you're working in a lab? But it doesn't start when you discover a cure for cancer. It starts with your daily integrity. You know what I'm saying? You know, some of us here, we work in the finance. Well, we're church, we're blessed. We've got lawyers, we've got, we've got scientists, we've got people working in the, in the finance sector, consultants and bankers and whatnot. Hallelujah, praise God. Uh, just remember the tithe, okay? Anyway, just joking, just joking. I, I know you do. God bless you as you, as you give sacrificially to the Lord. You know, it, 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 purpose doesn't start when you achieve your end goal. Purpose starts from day one and is in tuning into what God wants you to do 
that you achieve your purpose. Not all of us are called to earn a million bucks and that's okay. We're not defined by wealth and riches and the world's definition of success. We're defined by God's purpose. When you are in sync with what God is about and what He wants to do, and, and in other words, what is God's purpose? It's, saying, it's basically saying this, do what the Spirit will lead you to do. Jesus says that the Spirit of truth will guide you into all truths, cause you to live for me. That's purpose. That's purpose. And once you do that, it doesn't matter if you don't have money. And I know that's a scary thought. But you know what's an even more scary thought? What Jesus said, you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. In other words, if you have the whole world, you have every car that you ever want to drive, you have every house you ever imagined to live, even when the day comes when you have a house in every continent in the world, and you have a supermodel for your wife or husband, and your children have, you know, level 200 IQ, that's high, right? Uh, just double-checking. Uh, and, and above, and, and the oldest ones graduating from Yale, and it and, and doesn't matter if, you know, you're up for a promotion or, or being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. If you don't have Jesus, there's no purpose in all that. But once you have Jesus, you can be a humble social worker and yet God looks at you and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so let us come back to that point again of John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, walk with me. I am the truth, believe in me and stand for me. I am the life and the source of life. So live for me and abide in me. And when you do all this, when you cling on to Jesus and when you walk with Jesus and you live for Jesus, you draw near to the Father. And I pray that all of us, especially when we look at the the pain and the destruction in the world today, how many know that more people need to know the Father? In fact, I personally think that, that isn't it, again, maybe there's an interruption, but I won't go too long on this, but just to give us some context and understanding, fatherhood is possibly the most attacked, um, when I say attack, I'll explain in a while, uh, it most attacked a role in the world today. More children are growing up without fathers. And, 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 you know, more fathers, more men are, are, are addicted, more men are in trouble. More, it, just, just, it feels like the, the demonic forces of the world is out to distort and eliminate and, and abuse and redefine what fatherhood is. Because they know that God identifies as Father. And, and I believe that there is, there's a lot of crisis in the world today, but there is also a crisis of fatherhood. And I'm not asking us to go out and start adopting kids, even though if God placed that in your heart, by all means, do it. But I believe that what we can do to help the world heal spiritually, emotionally, and even physically, is if we begin to live a life that shows that we have a Father, a Father in heaven, a, 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 a King who cares about justice and love and mercy, a King who created the heavens and the earth and declared all to be good, a King who wants peace. If Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then God is the King of peace and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of peace. Would we begin to say, God, would you do a new work in me so that I can better exemplify someone who knows his Father, his Father in heaven, and can be an example? Because you see the core of it. Jesus says, if you see me, you see the Father. What was Jesus trying to do? Trying to also restore the 
fatherhood crisis, even back then. May we be like Jesus, and when people see us, they see the Father in us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and your interruptions. Lord, we say this is just the beginning. Would you continue to do it? Lord, right now we stand before you, understanding that our purpose is not based on what the world teaches us. It's not rooted in our past. That's not the reason why we are the way we are today. We can be the way we are today, but Lord, we are meant to follow you. Lord, purpose is not about finding who we are. Lord, self-help and self-discovery and self-diagnosing will most possibly mess us up even more. Lord, help us, Lord, to move away from trying to self-diagnose and start to turn to you, the one who knows us the best. And God, help us, Lord, to realize that purpose is not about climbing that, the mountain of success. It's not about making the, the, that extra million. It's not about traveling the world. It's not about material things. It's about doing what you want to be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord, I pray that you help us to lift this out. Lord, I believe that this revelation, just like when you gave it to your followers, it became a catalyst to how they live their lives. I pray that this will also be a catalyst for how we pray from today onwards, from how we live from today onwards, for how we view life from today onwards. Lord, help us, Lord, uh, to, to also bathe in the freedom of your given purpose. Thank you, Lord, that we do not need to agonize anymore. We do not need to doubt ourselves anymore. Our own decisions have not derailed us because all we need to do is to follow you the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, would you do a new work within us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just stand. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axechurch.uk. God bless.